Pet food bags are covered in pretty pictures of healthy food, but the highly processed pellets inside are far from it. Make the switch to The Farmer's Dog. It's real food made fresh and delivered right to your door. The Farmer's Dog worked with top vets to create ready-to-serve meals using fresh, human-grade meat and vegetables. They contain everything your dog needs to stay healthy and nothing they don't. Go to thefarmersdog.com slash listen to save 50% on your first box with free shipping. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. You're listening to Wellness Talk with your host, George Batista. Joining me today, wherever you're listening, I'm glad you guys are listening and always take time out to uh, check out some of the facts. This is your weekly health and wellness update. Of course, this is Wellness Talk and I'm George Batista. This is the show that goes over the latest in health and healing, nutrition and fitness. Everything we can do to live a hopefully a longer, healthy and pretty natural life. This show is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any illnesses. So please always consult your physicians when wanting to make major changes or embark on any new health programs. Do you guys say that with me when I say it? Because I say it, I mean, I'm sure you guys have memorized all that by now. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get started on this week's uh, news articles. By the way... Have you guys had your chemicals this week? Well, pretty much we've had our chemicals for the last how many years? If you guys heard anything from CNN this past week or two, you heard about the chemicals that they're using or that they use in a lot of the breads of the fast food chains, Subway being one of the biggest, and now Subway's actually starting to remove this. Well, we're going to talk about that. You gotta love how, you know, you gotta love how we find all this stuff out. It's amazing. And, you know, there's so much more out there, and it's scary stuff because really, you know, you think about it and you say, what can I eat? I mean, really, if you think about it, what can you eat that doesn't have some kind of chemical that they make some kind of, you know, that, that that's used to make something else? It's just unbelievable, the stuff that comes out. Anyway, we're going to talk about a little bit about that. And uh, where else you can find this chemical and what it's all about. Because, you know, not that I want to scare anybody, but you have to be educated. 
to me, you have to know what you're eating. If I'm going to eat something, I want to know what I'm putting in my body. I don't just want to be blind to it. So, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then, from Science Daily, uh, can citrus ward off your risk of stroke? Okay, Citrus, vitamin C, all the flavonoids from your vegetables and your fruits. We know how how great they are and how well they do against things like cancer and all different types of conditions. Well, we're going to talk about stroke this week and uh, new findings, how these things can fight off strokes and um, good news because this is, uh, this is good stuff. Next, wellness resources. This is new migraine research. Uh, Byron Richards, and this is a big article, and I'm, I'm going to go over the highlights on this one because I think this is very important for those of you who deal with migraines or know people who are dealing with migraines. There's new research on migraines, but we're going to go over the different types of migraines. And actually, I found this interesting because he classifies his types of headaches in a little bit of a different way than the mainstream does. makes it easier to actually help people who deal with, you know, who have the, uh, headaches and migraines on a regular basis. Um, so we'll go over the new research, the classifications of headaches and migraines, and what you can do about it, and how you can actually, you know, uh, literally, you know, kind of start to prevent the migraines from happening, or at least slow it down a little bit, and you know, improve your quality of life if you're dealing with that issue. Then, our our spotlight this week, because I do get a lot of um, do get a lot of questions, and actually this week I got a question from somebody regarding egg whites, because there are a lot of people that eat egg whites on a regular basis because they feel it's a lot healthier for them, and more because their fitness guru or fitness person told them to eat egg whites. Well, the spotlight this week is going to be on eggs and <clears throat> how good they are for you, and the myths about them, and what they can do for you. So. Uh, that's going to be our spotlight this week, including a question on egg white. So I'll kind of address that as well. So let's get started. Uh, from Natural News, this is J.D. Hayes. And um, I mean, this this was all over CNN. I just kind of picked out Natural News because Natural News always does a little more of a, a thorough investigation regarding these types of things. This was 10 other companies that used the same Subway Yoga Mat chemical in their buns. So like I said, those of you who heard this week know that azadicarbonamide has been found in uh, the breads of Subway. Well, it was, it's, it's a chemical that is used in the breads of Subway um, breads, basically, of the Subway food chains. And Subway has agreed to actually... Um, stop using that chemical right away, which is a good thing. Um, well, what is exactly azadicarbonamide? Well, azadicarbonamide is an approved FDA chemical that has been linked to cancer in rats. Okay, so it, it has been linked to cancer. It does cause cancer in rats, in rat models. And we know that they use rats and mice for a lot of studies out there because there are a lot of the, a lot of the processors similar to humans and it's an FDA approved chemical which is unbelievable but it is used in the production of yoga mats and also in the soles of shoes now this is what you find in the bread and what it does is it just so you know it helps the bread to expand 
And uh, here's another interesting thing that a lot of you know many people did not realize is that azadiacarbonamide is banned in Europe for those same reasons because it has been linked to cancer. So the subways and the fast food chain restaurants in the United States that are also in Europe, the ones in Europe do not use this. Isn't that interesting? But we know, you know, there are a lot of chemicals that are banned in Europe and not not used out there but are still used in the United States because of our wonderful FDA doesn't outlaw them even though they know uh, they know in the back of their minds what it does. Well, let's take a look at 10 more, uh, uh, you know, a list of 10 more other fast food chain restaurants that also use azadi carbonamide. We know that uh, McDonald's used this chemical. It's, hev- it's heavy in their bakery-style buns, their English muffins, their Big Mac buns, and their sesame seed buns. Chick-fil-A is a big user of this. It's used in their char- uh, char-grilled chicken sandwich and their club sandwiches. Uh, Burger King uses this in a host of their foods, including their artisan-style buns, English muffins, their French toast sticks, their croissants, and their sesame seed buns. Dunkin' Donuts uses this chemical in their Texas toast and their danishes. Um, let's see. Wendy's uses this uh, in their also in their buns and their bagels and their panini bread and their sandwich buns. Arby's. Any of you like Arby's? Well, this is also used in their sesame seed buns, onion breads, harvest wheat, and honey wheat breads, French toast sticks, and croissants. Jack in the Box uses this also in their regular buns, their jumbo buns, their uh, bakery-style buns, and their grilled sourdough bread. Carl's Jr. uses this in their French toast dips, honey wheat bread, sourdough breads, sesame seed buns. Uh, What else? Let's see. Hardee's. Hardee's uses this in their buns uh, as well. Hot dog buns, wheat buns, croissants, and uh, seeded buns. And last but not least, we have this used in White Castle. Those of you who like White Castle hamburgers, it's using their French toast sticks, their cheese Danish, their Clover Hill Big uh, Big Texas cinnamon Danish, and uh, or you know, I mean, it's this is just unbelievable. So we're all eating cancer-causing agents when we eat this stuff. Now, you know, we know that um, eating these things in general are not healthy uh, because it's all processed food anyway. But you figure. You know, Subway, which is one of the biggest sandwich, if not the biggest sandwich makers in the world, who pride themselves on being healthier than a lot of the other, um, a lot of the other fast food chain restaurants, because they, you know, they make, you know, sandwiches with lettuce and tomato and things like that. But they still couldn't get around this either. But at least they're making the effort to stop, you know, uh, stop using this chemical in their breads. Now. Will these other uh, other uh, sandwich makers or other fast food restaurants follow suit? We don't know. But it's best to know what is in these foods when you eat them. So just understand that azadi carbonamide uh, will will be in these restaurant chains' foods probably for a long time until they decide to get on the bandwagon. Let's see how much pressure they can put on these chains to kind of start using other things. But you know what? Um, we gotta, you know, we as people have who who are who are uh, people who want to be healthier. Put it that way. We've got to start 
really making a bigger effort to go out there and you know whether it's protest or whether it's make a big stink about the things that are put into these things into these foods to make them get it out of there okay we really really do so you know those of you who care about your health you know join the movements out there to get these things whether it's GMOs because we know GMOs are genetically modified organisms are being put into foods constantly and now there's a big push in California and a lot of other states to try to get GMOs out of a lot of these foods or at least to label them so you know when they're uh, you know when they're in those foods so those of you who care about your health get on the bandwagon and um, you know do your research and let's see if we could try to get a lot of this stuff out of these foods right so just stuff to keep in the back of your mind not to scare you by the way next science daily can citrus ward off your risk of stroke? Well, we know that <clears throat> eating foods enriched in vitamin C um, uh, is very, very good for you. This was a study now released, and this was part of the American Academy's Neurology 66th Annual Meeting in Philadelphia, and they found that vitamin C is found, which is found in fruits and vegetables, you know, such as oranges, papaya, peppers, broccoli, strawberries, all these types of things. Um, these can actually help you uh, when it comes to uh, you know different types of strokes, specifically uh, uh, hemorrhage strokes. Okay. Now, this, they did what they did was a study which involved 65 people who had experienced an intercerebral hemorrhage stroke or blood vessel rupture inside the brain. They were compared to 65 healthy people. Now, the participants were tested for the levels of vitamin C in their, in their blood. Now, 41% of the cases had normal levels of vitamin C. 45% showed depleted levels of vitamin C. And 14% were considered deficient in vitamin C. But the interesting thing is, on the, on the average, the people who had a stroke are the ones who had a depleted levels of vitamin C while those who had who had not had a stroke had normal levels of vitamin C so this is very 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 interesting now I'm quoting here what they say here it says our, our results show that vitamin C deficiency should be considered a risk factor for this severe type of stroke as in you know high blood pressure and and other types of things as well so we know that a vitamin C deficiency has also been linked to heart disease because uh, it's very important that the bioflavonoids and in, the, uh, in these vitamins uh, do their work. And if you don't have enough of it in your body, it can lead to all kinds of cardiovascular problems. It can lead to all kinds of adrenal problems, uh, many, many different things, including all the way up to cancer. Well, those of you who now uh, think you are at risk for stroke or, or you know some kind of brain hemorrhage or brain damage or something like that make sure that you're getting enough vitamin C make sure that you're getting it in your uh, bioflavonoids so eat your oranges make sure you're eating plenty of fruits and vegetables getting your vitamin C uh, make sure you're getting it in your supplements as well as always I always recommend the green superfood powders that usually have a lot of vitamin C in them as well but uh, you know don't go by the recommended daily allowance of vitamin C because that's just kind of that's just to ward off scurvy. Okay, uh, this this is not this is not something you want to go by. Okay, because vitamin C can be depleted in your body very very quickly depending on what you're doing. So make sure you have enough vitamin C in your body 
to ward off you know all different types of conditions so again this is mainstream science vitamin C to help court, uh, ward off stroke good science and I hope more science ab about this comes out alright next we're gonna talk about our focus this week is going to be on eggs and how they are a great source of protein and actually the probably the most complete protein out there now uh, someone who I uh, was helping out this week asked me about egg whites uh, they were told of course that egg whites are healthier and you know there's always this there's always this thing, uh, you know, people always order egg whites because they don't want the uh, cholesterol and the fat from the <laughs> egg yolk, so they consider egg white being healthier. And what I what I told this person, okay, was that um, if they are eating the egg white because they don't like the taste of the egg yolk, that's one thing. Okay, because there are a lot of people who don't like the taste of the egg yolk, and I, you know, I understand that. You know, that's that's a separate issue. But if you're eating the egg white because you think it's healthier, then trust me, it's not. It is not. Not to say that it's you know that eating an egg white is not good, because that's where a lot of the protein is found. But egg eggs are again a complete protein. They contain vital minerals and 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 vitamins. And things. So I'm going to just go over this. This is going to be a spotlight this week. Okay. So let's talk about eggs first of all, and why they are good for you. According to the Iowa Egg Council, egg yolks contain two important cardinoids, okay, lutein and zeaxanthin, all right, which help to prevent age-related blindness and reduce the risk of developing cataracts and age-related muscular degeneration. Okay. Now you have to remember the cardinoids is what gives the eggs their, you know, their the egg yolks their color. Okay, their yellow to orange color. So they're antioxidants. They help to protect the eye from free radical damage. They help to protect the retina of the eye from free radical damage. So this is very important. Now, according to a study published in the December 2004 issue of the Journal of American College of Nutrition, the lutein and zeaxanthin found in eggs are easier for our bodies to utilize than those found in the leafy green vegetables such as spinach. So think about that. You can digest the lutein and zeaxanthin easier in the, in the eggs than you can from the spinach. Very, very important stuff. Okay. Now, the, um, the, that egg yolk is also where you get most of your vitamins and minerals including B vitamins you're getting B6, B12, folate, pantothenic acid okay all of these in uh, you know work together to help to promote promote a healthy nervous system especially B12 which uh, you know which crosses the blood-brain barrier and is fantastic for your brain which helps to improve memory cognitive thinking and things like that extremely important stuff now also, eggs are rich in choline. Choline is one of the best things you can um, uh, to ingest. Okay, choline is essential for the functioning of all the cells in your body, including transporting nutrients to cells associated with memory. Again, choline excellent for memory. Now, 
another study was published that found that women with the highest levels of uh, choline intake were 24% less likely to develop breast cancer than those with the lowest level of choline intake. Extremely important. Next, a good source of high quality protein. One cooked egg contains approximately 6 grams of protein. Good stuff. Now, most of the protein in the egg is found in the white. Okay, but again, eggs are a complete protein, and they have a score of 100 on the biological value index, meaning that eggs contain all eight essential amino acids, and moreover, that egg protein boasts a perfect score of 1.0 on the protein digestibility corrected amino acid index, which measures a protein's completeness. Okay, this is why eggs are a good source of protein for growing children and adults alike, including, you know, and obviously we know that the bodybuilders and people, you know, athletes and stuff like that, many of them uh, take, you know, a norm, you know, bigger amounts of uh, protein in general to assist with their muscle building and stuff like that because, again, eggs are great for that. Okay, now. Also, according to uh, nutritional data, one large hard-boiled egg contains between 1 and 9% of our recommended daily allowance of calcium, iron, magnesium, phosphorus, uh, potassium, sodium, zinc, and manganese. And one egg also contains 15.4 micrograms of selenium, which is 22% of our recommended daily allowance. Okay, and we know that selenium is an antioxidant important, important for the immune system, important for thyroid function, and to help uh, prevent against degenerative diseases and stabilize cholesterol levels. I bet you guys didn't know that eggs did all that. Okay, So next time you think about eating an egg white, just think about what you're missing when you eat the entire egg. Okay, You're only getting just a portion of it when you eat the egg white. So my suggestion, eat the whole egg, obviously. Also, it's, very, it's fine to get eggs, you know, to eat eggs two or three times a week. It's not an issue. Okay. Don't worry about the cholesterol and the fats in it because, again, your body makes 80% of the cholesterol that it, in, uh, uh, that it has. Okay. Eating eggs is not going to you know, uh, raise your cholesterol to the point that it's, uh, you know, that's going to be a problem, especially when you have eggs with something else. Okay. That's another thing. All right. so, and, but here's one of the big things. Okay. Here's one of the big things. Uh, if you can get eggs organic, my suggestion would be to do so, okay, because we know that uh, even though when these chickens are raised, uh, uh, chickens are not given hormones because by law they are not allowed to uh, be given hormones, but chickens are given antibiotics uh, to ward off sicknesses and bacteria and all those types of things. So the antibiotics can be transferred into the egg, which can be transferred onto your plate and so on and so forth. So, you know, my, my old saying is if I wanted antibiotics, I would go to the doctor and have them prescribe it for me instead of getting it on my, my breakfast in the morning. So if at all possible, if you can get your eggs organically, uh, organic without the use of antibiotics, do so because, you, you know, there's less of a chance you have to deal with that type of stuff, okay? So eggs are a good source of protein, though, like I said, very, very healthy for you, contain all the things you need, very complete protein for you. I love eating eggs. I don't think I've, e I don't think I've ever eaten an egg white in my life, honestly. I think about it. And, um, you know, it's one of my favorite breakfasts. I have eggs all the time in the morning, okay? It's a great source of protein. So, 
you know, just think about that next time you guys are getting eggs, especially uh, organic ones, right? And next, from uh, wellnessresources.com, Byron Richards, this is new research on migraines that highlights brain aging. Now, these are principles that are relevant to all. This was a great article from Byron Richards, who tends to be always at the forefront of the newest research on health and natural health in general. Um, but this is uh, good research for those of you who are experiencing, you know, just general headaches or experiencing migraines in general. Now, the most recent findings indicate that, um, you know, there's a, there's a type of, uh, you know, if those of you who are experiencing headaches have, you know, uh, this type of recurring stress takes a toll on the structure of your brain. Now, they used to think that migraines didn't really, even though people experienced them on a regular basis, that it wasn't really damaging the structures of the brain. Well, new research has shed light on that, and it shows that it's, um, that it's more likely that reoccurring headaches of any type, okay, especially migraines, uh, are a form of stress that poses a significant brain health challenge over the long haul. Uh, this is the newest findings on migraines and headaches in general. Now, the research, the researchers found that various types of wear and tear in brain structure that were detectable with MRI. The data showed that reoccurring migraine headaches increased brain lesions by 68% in those with aura and 34% in those without aura. Okay, these were the, these aura is a type of uh, stress-induced migraine, a stress-induced uh, um, headache uh, with widespread evidence of mini stroke damage and overall shrinkage of brain size. So they found that the actual, uh, the actual, there's actual brain damage that occurs with ongoing headaches and ongoing uh, migraines. So let's take a look at it. Okay, now. Migraines, specifically, uh, can be induced for a lot of reasons. I mean, it could be anything from ongoing stress, depression, PTSD, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, anxiety, pollution exposure, uh, you know, even poor diet, even medications of all types. These all factors that can lead to migraine headaches. But what I like here in this article, and I thought this was very interesting, uh, Byron Richards actually kind of, he he takes a little bit of a different view and he actually uh, classifies his uh, the types of headaches that he deals with on a regular basis into different categories okay so I'm gonna go over these categories very quickly so you guys can get a very simple uh, explanation of these different types of headaches and and then how to deal with them or things that you can do to deal with them okay so the classifications are number one lymphatic pressure headaches now these are headaches that start in the back of the uh, in the back of the neck uh, and work upwards uh, or start in the top of the head and go all the way behind the eyes and they feel like a pressure buildup okay and it, this is actually a pressure that's unable to drain properly now we know you have a lymphatic system that tends to drain when you're sleeping okay that's supposed to drain when you're sleeping but those of you who don't drain on a regular break, uh, basis okay can get a pressure buildup in the lymphatic system now this lymphatic system, uh, you know, it doesn't have a pump of its own. This lymphatic system, op you know, usually uh, operates best when you're moving because, again, it doesn't have a pump of its own. But if it's constipated or clogged with a lot of debris, and a lot of people have this, especially people with fibromyalgia and things like that, 
then they can uh, get a tightness. You can generally feel tightness in the shoulders, tightness in the, in the top of the head, tightness in the back of the neck, that type of thing. This is a type of lymphatic headache. This can produce a headache, and this is what he calls a lymphatic headache. So this is one type of pressure headache that's involved. So those of you who are dealing with that, it can be lymphatic congestion. Then he has hormonal headaches. These are headaches that are triggered in, uh, within the menstrual cycle. Okay? And um, it can approach either you know, uh, as it's happening or after, you know, after, you know, before it happens or after it begins. And um, this, is a, this is a simple case of a hormonal, hormonal imbalance. Okay? This is the type of headache that's uh, often um, uh, in combination with other things. And, you know, indi uh, and it, can, it can include other types of headaches as well, but it, it, it indicates additional demands of the menstrual cycle that are also triggering, uh, triggering several types of headaches. Okay, so these are, again, this can be caused by a lack of progesterone related uh, to increase in estrogen. Okay, so these are hormonal headaches that happen. And the estrogen, what happens is the extra estrogen depletes magnesium and, and retains sodium in the vascular system of the brain, causing a constriction which causes headaches. Okay, so those are hormonal headaches. Then he has blood slash toxic headaches. Kind of like hormonal headaches, but these often begin around the temples or the sides of the head. And they're also triggered by a vascular inflammation. This is because the blood flow into the head is being reduced by some form of stress. Okay, And um, <clears throat> this could be high emotional stress. Uh, it is more often than not um, you know, more often than not, it's determined by high emotional uh, stress, and it's uh, or some kind of toxicity in you know in your system. Okay, uh, specifically, it can be also digestive problems or sinus problems can cause this type of hormone uh, toxic headache. Okay. Then he has the nerve inflammation headaches. Okay, and this is the type of headache again that. Um, that's more uh, in the brain where it's more of a uh, inflammation in the brain where it's kind of uh, a buildup in the uh, nerves okay and this uh, also can be caused again people with fibromyalgia tend to have these types of issues where you release what's called substance P which is a uh, comes out of your nerves it's a nerve transmitter that comes out of your nerves that it actually signals pain okay so again these types of pains uh, are as a buildup in the nerves, and um, you know it's in it. You know you really have to um, again reduce stress when you're dealing with these types of headaches. So, what are the things that he, the things that he talks about in dealing with these types of headaches? Well, the nutrients that can assist with headaches in general are higher amounts of B vitamins, okay, calcium. Magnesium. Now, magnesium is big. Magnesium is huge. Why? Because mag magnesium has a relaxing effect on the vascular system, has a relaxing effect in general on the muscles. Okay, so magnesium in high amounts tends to be one of the biggest things. Now, last week I went over the benefits of high magnesium and what it can do for you. But magnesium has been used in therapies for people with headaches and migraines as well, which must with much success. Now, keep in mind that the mainstream medicine, mainstream doctors tend to treat ongoing migraines with things like epileptic medicines and things like that because it calms down uh, excitoneurotransmitters in your brain called the GABA receptors. 
so it calms those down and they tend to have success that way too but we like to do things a little more naturally so we like to use high amounts of magnesium B vitamins DHA which is anti-inflammatory that also helps with that as well but also things like pantothenic acid and coenzyme Q10 can be used in higher amounts to help with energy production and stress tolerance okay so we're using the the pantothene and the CoQ10 to help with the stress tolerance we're using the B vitamins we're using the magnesium to help also round out the other side of things okay to help with the inflammation these are fantastic things you guys can use for headaches now I do I do recommend you guys read there's a lot more in this article uh, he goes over all different other types of nutrients I'm not going to go here for the sake of time but he goes over a lot of other types of nutrients that you guys can use uh, to ward off headaches but I suggest you guys read this article I will post it on my Facebook page so check it out very very fantastic article on headaches and you guys can use it or give it out to friends and family who are uh, have an issue with this type of uh, um, uh, conditions okay so uh, so great article on that from wellness resources so that's pretty much it for this week on this week's health and wellness again if you guys have a question for me go to georgebatista.com or you can email me at wellnesstalk at hotmail.com until I uh, until I speak with you guys again have a great week everybody take care and as always be well to join Mike and Jill in holy matrimony. So they may file jointly this tax season. And you are? April from Tax Act, the tax filing software with the expert guidance to help you file for less and get more. Works for me. So, Mike, do you take this woman to love, honor, and get her a maximum refund? I do. Jill? Ditto. I now pronounce you married, filing jointly. I always cry at filing status updates. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. Restrictions apply. Price at filing subject to change. See taxact.com for details. Hey, I'm Katie Grossman, a trail and ultra marathon runner sponsored by New Balance. I'm also a creative professional, wife to my life and running partner, Dominic, and a very proud mom of two girls. Life has gotten a little crazy, especially after battling postpartum injury and an abdominal tumor. But running is still a huge part of my identity, and it legitimately improves my mental health. I'm working my way back to racing, but for now, I'm still finding peace on the trail. Go be on the run at newbalance.com. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. Hi, I'm Dr. Andres Michaelitis, Chief Psychologist at Noom. This past year has shown us how important our overall health is. 
and Noom is here to help. Most weight loss plans fall short because they don't provide lasting results. But at Noom, our psychology-driven approach is designed to help you change your relationship with food. Changing the way you eat starts with your mind, and Noom gives you the tools you need to succeed on your terms. Sign up now and lose the weight for good at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com.